Welcome to High Vibin' It with your hosts, Lindsay Robinson and Kelsey Aida. Are you ready to make the most of your life, manifesting your inner desires while living a more aligned, inspired life? Start here. Now, here's Kelsey and Lindsay. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this very special episode of High Vibe in It. We're super excited to have you here. Sorry if my voice is a little sexier and raspier than usual, but I just got over a cold. So <laughs> if you're wondering, you're like, Kelsey sounds different. That's why. Uh, my name is Kelsey Aida. I'm an inspirational blogger and author, and I'm here with my co-host, Lindsay Robinson, and she is a hypnotherapist. And today we have a very special guest, and she is going to be talking all about human design, which is something that is sort of new to mine and Lindsay's radar. I would say I've known about human design maybe for the last two years. Lindsay said she just found out about it in the last year. And kind of the whole concept of human design is that it's similar to um, a personality type where everyone has a specific design. And your design has a lot to do with how your energy works and how you can best function within your life. So when you know your design, it can be really beneficial because you know the way that your energy works and what to do so that you don't get burnt out, what to do so you can stay inspired, what to do so you can live in alignment with your own personal energy. So with that being said, I would love to introduce our guest, Miss Karen. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Please tell everyone um, what they need to know about you. How did you get into this? Now you're a human design expert. Well, that's a really, um, this is a really long and weird story, but I'll try to make it short. <laughs> we love So <laughs> I was in the late 1990s, so probably before you guys were born. Uh, I, <laughs> me. I, was, I was a suburban housewife. Uh, I was homeschooling my four kids. I used to joke I was a, you know, a soccer mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my husband at the time went on a spiritual retreat to Sedona, Arizona. And he went to Arizona and he came back and he brought a chart looks like this, right? And I looked at that chart and I thought, First of all, I cried. I don't know why I cried, but when I saw it, I cried. I just like, it was, there was something about that chart that just really moved me. And I immediately went to get my chart. And in those days, it took longer. Uh, So I got my chart a couple of days later and I found out about my human design. And I immediately knew I had to go learn everything I could about it. Uh, So we put the house on the market and sold our house in four days. And literally packed up the kids, drove with our belongings, we were living in Texas at the time, drove all the way across the Southwest, went to Sedona, Arizona. We got there, and when we got there, my youngest son had an ear infection. So I I took him to the pediatrician's office, and we went in and got some, some medication. I was carrying this kid on my hip as I came out the door, and across the hallway, there was a door that had that triangular sign on it. And I thought, well, I'll just go in here. So I walked in the door and there was a woman sitting in the office and she said, oh, did you come for the job? And I was like, oh, stop it. I guess I did, right? (laughs) So I started working for what was at the time Human Design America and um, had the opportunity at that point to study with the founder of the human design system before he passed. He passed in 2011, I believe. Uh, so I studied with him and uh, just, you know, just 
just fell for it, hook, line, and sinker as just an incredible tool. My background and my training was in nursing. I was uh, literally one of the very first life coaches trained in the world. Um, I joke I was a life coach before we even had the title life coach. And I started using it with my clients in my coaching practice. And the, the, my capacity to be able to use that chart to gain deep insights, quick, fast, easy insights into where people were stuck, how to bring people into more alignment with their potential, how to move them quickly through those places where maybe they were misunderstanding what they were experiencing or knowing and giving them the skill set to be able to make powerful, effective decisions so they could bring themselves back into harmony with their purpose and their destiny and what they felt was good and right and true for them. So um, yeah, my journey, I mean, I've just been on this journey with human design ever since. I published a book in 2011 um, about human design and uh, you're, like, you're like the real deal. <laughs> I am I'm the real deal. You're as I close to the original guy as I think you're in a position where that a lot of people aren't in because you actually worked closely with him yeah well I think it's interesting because there are a lot of people out here who teach human design and share yeah. them, which is exciting because yeah. for a lot of years people are like what's that right <laughs> um and I I did actually I thought about it the other day I thought you know I am probably one of a handful of people who really studied with the founder Ra, Ra Uruhu was his name um and that's that's a very interesting position to be in at this point I, yeah. I didn't I didn't think I'd be doing human design for this long. Um, it just sort of happened. And <laughs> something woke up like this. Your story is so amazing because it's, you illustrate so wonderfully how your soul will not let you let it go. When it knows you're on the right path and it knows that this is what you're supposed to be doing, it will put you in the right places at the right time. And I'm sorry that your son had to be, <laughs> had to have an ear infection for you to see that door. But that's so amazing that the events that happened and unfolded mm -hmm. for you we're just so perfect. Like they're so perfect. I love the universe. It's amazing. It <laughs> well, I'm excited. The thing that I think is, this is the piece of, that I love most about human design. And it's the piece that people don't pick up very often. You know, it, human design, as you said, it's a personality assessment tool. So it breaks people down into different energy types and each energy type has a different way of functioning. But you know, people get so into, well, I'm this energy type and that means I can't do this and I can't do that and I can't do this. And I think the piece that we miss a lot about human design and the brilliance and the beauty of human design is that it really is a grace-filled system. It's a system that says, look, be aligned with who you are and everything you need is going to come at you. And every single one of the energy types in human design has incorporated into their decision-making process in some way, shape, or form waiting, which we all suck at, but it's there as, you know, we all, you know, it's the thing that when we learn how to do it correctly in an aligned way, lets us stand in this tractor beam of goodness that's part of our destiny. And we get to experience, as you said, that synchronicity and magic and it unfolds and you just have to take the next step on the red carpet and that's mm -hmm. it. Yeah, that's amazing. So you mentioned there are different energy types with the human design. What are they? And maybe if you could give us, I know it's not easy to encapsulate what they're all about, but maybe just like the main nuggets of what that person would be like if they were that type. If you so can. The, <laughs> the first type is, I, I can. I can. I, and I actually like to change up the language in human design. That's one of the other things I've done with human design is I find, have always found the vocabulary in human design to be really like, alien kind of cold. So I've rewritten a lot of the language with okay. human design 
So the, the first type in traditional human design is called the manifester. I like to call them the initiator. Manifestors have a purpose of following an internal nonverbal creative flow. So when you are a manifestor type or an initiator type, you have this nonverbal direct plug-in to source, this divine inspiration that's constantly running through you. And your job in life is to follow that flow, follow that creative inspiration. But it's tricky because one of the things that makes life interesting when you're a manifestor or an initiating type is that you got to learn how to put the language to it. And when people interrupt that flow by asking you something simple like, hey, do you need some help or what are you doing? And you have to now translate that flow into language. It can really be a big creative disrupt in your flow and what you're trying to do with your life. The second type is called the generator. I like to call the generators the alchemists. Generators have a role of in physical form through work and repetition and mastery, bringing forth something that they build in their life, an expression of who they are that they build over time. They are genuinely the people who are here to do the work of the world, and they are here to work in the traditional way that we think of as working, and they like to work. The trick with the, man, with the generator types is that the generator has to wait for something to show up. I know we talk a lot in the, we joked about this, the new age community, right? About waiting for signs, right? It's the generator type that has to wait for signs or something in their outside world to indicate to them that the timing is right for them to then follow whatever it is they're supposed to do next. So they're here to work and they're here to wait until the timing is right for them to do their right work. And right work is the operative term because when you're a generator type, you need to be doing work that fulfills your soul and sparks the essence of who you are in the world. The third type is called the manifesting generator. I like to call them the time vendors because the manifesting generator has the capacity to leap over some of the, the, the plateaus and steps that we go through as part of the learning process. Sometimes though, if, if you're a manifesting generator, you have to go back and redo some of the steps you may have skipped. But the purpose of the manifesting generator is to find the easiest, fastest way to get to the heart of what it is that we're here to do. So they can be very speedy. They can be very quick. And just like the generator types, they also have to wait for the right thing to show up, the right next step, which can be pretty challenging for the, for the manifesting generator types because they do move really fast. And they have some of the other elements of the manifestor or the initiator type inside of them as well. So they are not only just out building and creating and working, but they're also following an internal nonverbal creative flow. So they're kind of a half breed between the initiator type and the generator type. The fourth type is a type that I think really probably has the greatest challenges in the world. The fourth type is called the projector. I like to call the projector the orchestrator. The role of the projector is to manage and guide and direct everyone else. They are highly intuitive, deeply attuned. Oftentimes they're energy workers, they're coaches, they're teachers, they're healers, because they get they get the potential on a deep visceral level of who people are. And when they stand next to people, they really know in the deep, deep visceral way how to manage and guide people around them. The trick for the, for the projector types is that they're not really here to work in the traditional way that we think of as working. So working, and of course, because we're still living in a, you have to do work to earn money kind of world. Sometimes they work, they struggle with work because they can burn out pretty significantly, especially towards the end of their thirties. And because they can't bring that workforce energy to the, to the, to the game, the way some of the other energy types can, they often, also often struggle for money. 
They also have to wait for an invitation or recognition to be in the right place to do the right work. And the key to that is that they have to really be able to stand in their value because when they really know the preciousness of who they are and they can hold that value, then first of all, people see it, they sense it, they feel it. And secondly, they get invited into opportunities that reflect that value. So they're not compromising who they are. The last type is called the reflector. I like to call the reflectors the karmic mirror or the calibrator, the cosmic calibrators. The reflector has the role of reflecting back to the rest of us how we're doing. They are intuitive, empathic. They take in the energy of the world around them and they amplify it and they live it back out. So they're the barometers essentially of how we're doing on the path of our evolution. And so they really struggle oftentimes with, with recognizing who they are in the context of all the other energies that they're experiencing. So they have a very unique and very interesting life path, sort of learning how to sort out their energy in the malay of all the other energies that they pick up. If anybody is listening and doesn't have a human design chart, pause this, go get one <laughs> and then come back <laughs> so you can like compare your results to what she's saying. But me and Kelsey talked about this last night and we actually are both manifesting generators and, um, uh, you mentioned something that was so interesting about the manifesting generator, which was that most time, what was it? Most times you do interviews, they happen to be that. It, yes. With either podcast people right. or bloggers or telesummit hosts, they all, they have a tendency to be manifesting generators. And uh, you know, the role of the manifesting yeah. generator oftentimes is to take a big view and sort of synthesize it. And I think that all these different interviews and things that we do is man, I'm a manifesting generator too. That we do. Oh, yay. It's a way of bringing everybody on board and finding like what's the quickest, fastest path through this. Let's just yeah. get to the nugget of what this person thinks so we can move on with it. So that was going to be my next question is what are you? You can join our manifesting <laughs> generator club. Yay. <laughs> um, would, is there a type that you found in your um, experience and research that is the most common type? Is there a type that you see come up more and more? That the manifestor types are 8%. The generator types are about 36, 37%. The manifesting generators are about 34, 35%. The projectors are about 20% and reflectors are about 1%. You got real specific. Okay. <laughs> that is amazing. So uh, Kelsey mentioned she's been kind of aware of human design for a couple of years. I really just heard about it this year. Um, is there a reason you think that, I mean, you've been doing this since the 90s, you said. Is there a reason that, and this came out even before that, that it's now becoming a thing? Like, I see it everywhere. Can you maybe speak on maybe why that would be on this particular planet right now? <laughs> well, I, I want to say it's everywhere because I've been working my butt off for the last <laughs> years. But, um, Which is probably but, a big part of it. Um, so, you know, the system itself wasn't really... It revealed into the world because it was a channeled system until 1987. So it's fairly recent, you know, all by itself. And I certainly would say I think it's a tool for the modern world because when we, I have to unpack this, it's kind of a big thing to unpack, but you know, we are on the cusp of a really big evolution. In fact, human design has built into the story of human design, a mythology of this evolution, the shift. You know, people talk about the shift. We're in the middle of a shift. And human design says, yeah, we totally are. It says, when we look at the chart, the chart itself is in the middle of a change. And it's, it's not the first change it's gone through. It actually changed in the late 1700s, right at the end of the scientific revolution, kind of setting us up for the quantum era. And as we 
have moved into this new era, our chart itself, the way our energy works, the, the definition of who we are as human beings itself is in the middle of changing. We're actually slated for an upgrade. So set your clock for uh, uh, August 8th, 2027. We're, we're getting a, an energy upgrade. <laughs> and that, that upgrade basically says we are learning to create from a place of faith that we are being hardwired to learn to use the power of our emotional energy as the source of our creativity. But for us to be able to tap into that and to tap into that sustainably, which is really the theme of this new energy, it's about equitable, sustainable peace. We can't be sustainable if we're not being who we are. And, right. and this is a huge, huge thing. I mean, Burnout is a big, big issue. I'm actually just getting ready to do a TED Talk in, in a couple of weeks about the root cause of burnout. Burnout affects up to 60% of people by reporting standards. I'll tell you, I think based on my clients, it's probably more like 85% of us are to some degree burned out. And that burnout comes from being misaligned with our authentic selves, meaning we're trying to push really hard in the wrong direction. We're trying to push really hard against our own innate nature, sometimes our own innate energy field. We're trying to push really hard, trying to be someone we're not. We've been trained. Mm -hmm. These are the things you have to do to be successful. These are the things you have to do to be healthy. These are the things, even the way we eat, we've told this is a healthy diet. Well, if you look at the genetics of what is a healthy diet, you know, there are people who can eat Oreos and be healthier eating Oreos than they can eating brown rice. If you go take it down to an epigenetic mm -hmm. level and you look at genetic programming. We're all different, and if we're not creating an alignment with who we are and we're not creating sustainably, we can't create a world of sustainable resources if we ourselves are not sustainable because we'll be burned out. We'll be struggling, consequently, with lack, and when we're rooted in the energy of lack, we don't make sustainable choices. We do crazy things that cause us to hoard or separate ourselves from other people. We don't share. We're not as creative. You know, all of these energies have to go by the wayside for us to move into this elegant evolution that we're in the midst of so that we can begin to be more a true expression of what it means to fulfill the potential of humanity. Yes. Love it. I love all of that. <laughs> that was such it, a beautiful explanation. It really was. And to be honest, you gave us such a specific date. What, it was 2027. I'm just happy to hear that the earth is still around. <laughs> 20, oh, 2027. <laughs> so fine. I, I, I really, if I, if anybody walks away with nothing but this, stop being afraid. Everybody has to stop being afraid. Amen, that, sister. That's on our, that's our trigger from our old consciousness. There's nothing to be afraid of. As long as the fact that we can sit here, the three of us, and in communion say, wow. There's the potential of a world of sustainable peace available to us. Yeah. The fact that we can think that means that exists already in the quantum field. We're translating it into physical form, into manifest reality by virtue of our thoughts. We're already creating neurotransmitters that stimulate an emotional response. calibrating our hearts to unify to create that. It's coming. It's just we have little hiccups to get rid of, yeah. you know, we get rid of old stuff so we can get there. That's really what we're doing right now. It's not fun, but it's necessary. Yeah. And the way that I look at it, like so many people just see what's going on in the world and they assume doom and gloom, it's getting worse. Actually, no, it's getting better. All yeah. of this icky yeah. stuff is coming to the surface to be cleared, to be seen, yeah. to be brought to the light. Really, even though it doesn't seem like it from one perspective, it seems like we're regressing in a lot of ways, but really we're just clearing all these old patterns, all these old fear-based 
um, ways of living and relating to each other. And it's actually getting a lot better. Like this is the best time to be alive. Statistically yeah. speaking, if you, if you really think about it, you can't it's easier to live it. longer. It's yeah. easier to have better health. It's easier to access more information. It's easier to have more people on your team of wellness. It's easy to access this type of stuff that you couldn't access before without technology. And so from yeah. one perspective, people can argue, oh, the world's coming to an end. But from another broader perspective, actually, it's getting better all the time. Well, and yeah, and you can't fix something if you can't see it. You know, exactly. you can't fix what's broken if you don't know what's broken. So this is a great way to this. Everything happening now is all it's doing is putting it under a magnifying glass so that we can decide as the race of human beings, whether or not we want to keep going down this path that clearly is destructive or, hey, we have the power to fix it. Let's fix it. So totally. I love, first of all, I, I, I think I'm in love with you, Karen, because you're like, you have such a great way of talking and like explaining and, and the fact that you say manifesting generators are great at this. I don't necessarily think I'm great at it, but I think that you are and I can, you know, strive to be as good as you are with kind of condensing and really making it easy for people to understand. Um, I, I love, I love your answer. Yes, everybody. We're going to be fine. I promise. She promised. <laughs> we're going to be fine. Um, so why is human design different? I mean, I know we've, we've been talking this whole time about why it's different, but what specifically would you say, um, would somebody gravitate towards this more than maybe just like a personality test or even their horoscope? <laughs> so I, you know, and I, I, first of all, I just want to say, I really feel like human design is a complimentary tool. I, I okay. really don't want to get on the bandwagon of this is the thing, you know, I hate that. Mm -hmm. um, a thing that can help you more effectively implement the other things. Human design isn't a predictive tool. It's not like astrology. You can look at the celestial weather and you can get a sense of what's coming. It, it is really literally an instruction manual. It tells you how you make decisions and what's influencing the decisions that you make. And if you really think about your life right now, your life right now is the sum total of every decision you've made. If you make good, effective decisions because you know who you are and you know how to make decisions and take into context as you make a decision, the things that are influencing you as you make that decision, and you really know how to leverage your energy correctly, then you can use this as a tool to really, it's an instruction manual. It just shows you this yeah. is how you operate. And I think in that respect, it's, it's probably, it's not probably, I think it's the only tool I know on the planet that says, here's how you operate. It's not, here's who you are. There's certainly that in there. And there's lots of ways to get to that. I mean, I think there's the Enneagram. There's, I use Myers-Briggs for years in my coaching practice. You know, there's, there's all kinds of great, great tools out there that say, this is who you are. But I haven't really found one that says, and this is how you operate. Here's your manual. This is what you do and how you are. And, you know, I've run... I, I can't even do the math at this point, how many charts we've run. I'm certain that through, our, through, through my business, we've run easily 100,000 charts over the last 20 years. Um, and, you know, I, we've never had a single chart that's identical except for when you run twins, which is a little bit of a different situation. Oh, yeah. mm. Every single person has a unique configuration. And that's, to me, that's, that's mind-blowing. Yeah. That, that the face of God in, in human form is so uniquely represented. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, cool. Awesome. So when we come back, we are going to dive into more about human design. I have a few personal questions that I'd like to ask Karen that hopefully the audience can relate to. And yeah, we'll be right back after this short break. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Do you feel like there's something in your mind holding you back from your vision of success? Do you feel like you're constantly in the cycle of trying, failing, and starting over again? If outdated limiting beliefs are keeping you stuck, hypnosis might just be the tool you've been looking for. Go to lindsayrobinson.com for more info on how to get your subconscious and conscious mind working together to achieve your goals and align your mind with success. That's L-Y-N-N-S-E-Y Robinson.com. If you're serious about raising your vibration and feeling better, self-love is the fastest way to get there. Not only is it the best way to feel better, but it's also the fast track to manifesting all your desires. Kelsey Aida has created an entire online video course to walk you through the process so you can finally realize your divine perfection. High Vibe in it. Listeners can get a special enrollment discount with the code High Vibe. Visit RadicalSelfLoveCourse.com to get started on your self-love journey today. That's RadicalSelfLoveCourse.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to High Vibe in It with Kelsey Aida and Lindsay Robinson. Check into the show today by calling into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to show at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And we're back. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking here with Karen Curry-Parker, and she is the go-to person for human design. Um, at least today she is. And we're talking to her about what it is, how it's beneficial. Um, I just learned about it this year. It's something that came uh, very dominantly into my field of vision. And um, I think it's great to talk about because I know a lot of people are wondering about this. We just talked about um, kind of diving into it a little bit, but now we want to get a little deeper and kind of go into the specifics of it. Kelsey, I know you had some questions for Karen, so why don't you go ahead? Yeah, so this is kind of interesting. I don't know if you get this a lot, but so if I were just to read the description of all the types without taking my test and like resonate with one, the one I resonate with the most is the manifester. But mm-hmm. technically, I'm supposed to be a manifesting generator. But I feel like suspicious about it. Because when I read everything about manifestors, I'm like, oh, that's totally me. And then when I read about manifesting generators, I'm like, I don't feel like I have any part that's like a generator. Because personally, my energy is like all over the place. So like some days I'll have a lot, some days I'll have a little. Like I feel like generators are known for having a consistent amount of energy that they have to like deplete every day in order to sleep well. But like I don't have that. So, first of all, I just want you to know, Kelsey, that everybody thinks they're manifestors. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> when I got my chart, I was like, what? I'm not a manifester? Oh, no, I'm so totally a manifester. Um, so everybody thinks they want to be a manifester. So the, the thing that I always tell people is that when you live in this world, you get conditioned, meaning you're constantly swimming in an energy bath, even actually before you're born, you know, even in utero, you're swimming in an energy bath. And depending on your unique energy configuration and depending on not just that, depending on your epigenes, meaning what, what science has, has showed us that we have protein coats on our DNA and those protein coats contain information that regulates how your DNA functions. Those protein coats are determined by f up to 14 generations of things that have happened in your bloodline or your ancestors. And that ancestral memory influences how your gene, ex gene code is expressed. That's going to influence how you're conditioned because you may have experiences that let's say, Lindsay might have some set of experience, you might have the same set of experience, and that ancestral memory on your, on your genes is going to influence how you react to that experience. So you may be triggered, or you may perceive yourself to be a certain way based on your ancestral lineage in conjunction with the energy bath that you're swimming in, and you're being raised by human beings who are bringing their own stuff to the table, and you're being trained or educated, most of us, in a school system, which in and of itself is also training you to be a certain way. You're imbibing the cultural collective consciousness. You know, so much of who you think you are is formed by your experience in the world outside yourself as well as your ancestral lineage. What I find is that most of us are trained to act like manifestors. In fact, it's kind of interesting. When I, when I did parent coaching for a lot of years, my, my background is in child development. You know, I found that parents raise all of their kids as if their kids are manifestors. But when they have manifestor children, they raise their manifestor children like projectors. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's all mixed up, basically. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. And so... You know, the, the beauty of human design, and I understand why you don't relate to the generator part, by the way, because most manifesting generators don't, because they're so into and so usually applauded and celebrated for that initiating energy that they're not trained for the juice and the magic and the serendipity that comes from the waiting. And so I would say for you, you know, learning to be with the waiting piece is going to add a whole extra new dimension of excitement and juice to your reality and probably minimize some of the frustration. The second thing is, you know, we're looking at human, we're talking about human design type. In the chart system itself, there are five types. Each type has the, op the possibility of having one of 12 profiles. The profiles influence a lot about your life path and your learning style. There are nine centers in those charts. Each one of those centers relate to specific kinds of energy and how you process different kinds of energies. Those are either going to be what's called open, meaning you're receptive and you're receiving that energy from the world, or they're defined, meaning you're giving that energy to the world. So there you have nine different things can be turned off or turned on, so to speak. Then you have 32 channels. Each one of those channels can has two gates in it, so there's 64 gates. Each one of those 64 gates can show up in one of six lines. Underneath those six lines, there's six bases, and underneath that, there's six tones. The complexity of a chart is huge. And so while the energy type tells you a lot about certain aspects of your personality, there really is nothing that 
that compares to getting somebody to actually really looking at your individual chart and the synthesis of all the different parts in the chart. There are lots and lots of things in the chart that can say your energy, even though you're a manifesting generator type, is variable. And it might be that you have what we call emotional definition, or you might have a root center. It might also be that you're burned out. And if you're burned out, then we need to look at why might you be burned out? What's going on in your life that's where you're not maybe completely in alignment with your fulfillment of your potential. There's a lot of different things that could, could explain why you feel variable in your mm, I like that. I have another random question and it's about sleep. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if I sleep within the vicinity of another person, even if they're not in the same bed as me, if they're within a certain amount of feet of me, like let's say I'm sleeping with a partner or when I was little and I had sleepovers, mm-hmm. I feel like if I sleep around other people, I always wake up depleted. Does that have something to do with my human design? Like can that be explained by some part of the chart? Yes, yes. And again, this gets into weird, complex stuff that I hardly ever talk about with people. But <laughs> when you lie down, your mm-hmm. chart changes. You actually what? have a sleep chart. So, so your sleep chart is very different than your wake chart. And hmm. most people, when they go to sleep at night, they become reflectors. So that's, that's the first interesting thing. So at night, most of us are here to be imprinted by source, I think. Some yeah. people, not many, not, not many, but some people stay generators when they sleep at night. And it would be interesting at some point if you wanted to explore that to look at that because that might either say, hey, even at night I'm giving off energy and people are using it. Or it might be that you're a reflector and at night you're taking in so much energy from other people. And if you're highly sensitive and empathic, that may be draining you as well. How do we know so if it changes? How do you know if it changes? You have to get somebody who knows a lot about human design to run. Like, is this something like that you still do for clients? So you work with people one-on-one to dive into their chart or you don't have time for that anymore? I, I personally don't do a lot of readings. Okay. I'll, I'll do a handful. Uh, but, but if you, you know, we, we certainly, everybody on my, uh, every one of the specialists I've trained and, and you has, has the knowledge to look at a sleep chart and really look at what's going on with you at night. Um, and that, that's, you know, I think the other piece just to think about is traditional human design teaches that everybody should sleep in their own energy field, that, yeah. that you need to sleep on your own. Now, it's, it's, it's trickier when you throw kids into the mix, Lindsay, because children's auras don't mature until they're seven or eight years old. And so when they're little, they actually need to be in your yeah. aura because they borrow your energy for protective because Currently co-sleeping and yes. <laughs> not getting any sleep. I should yeah. say co-laying there while he sleeps. <laughs> yeah. So little little itty bitties, especially, they yeah. need to be in in your aura because your aura sort of makes like an umbrella over their their yeah. system is immature. So they need that. But well, that's so sweet. Oh, <laughs> that is really cute. I love that. Um, yeah, I really want to know if mine's different now that when I sleep. Um, so I. I got to tell you, I did my chart um, a couple months ago. I did it again last night to remind myself because I, I, I can't understand anything on this chart. Is there, <laughs> <laughs> um, is there an easy way? Like, I'm sure you must break it down in, your, in the resources you have on your website or, or there's somewhere that explains this in a way that can be digested because there's a lot of numbers, there's a lot of figures. And, it, and two months ago when I did this, I was just like, Phew. 
okay, so it looks like I'm a manifesting generator, the end, because I did not know there's like a number profile. Um, what are the main points that we should really be taking away from our charts, I guess, is my question. If you're going to look at your chart, here's what, I'm going to break it down for you. Number one, find out your type, because that's going to yeah. tell you a lot about how your energy operates. Number two, you get with that, you get what's called your profile. If you get your chart, it looks like a fraction on your chart. Yep. There are 12 different profiles. Those, those profiles tell you a lot about what you need to feel safe in the world. They tell you a lot about how you learn. And for some profiles, it also lays out your life path because some people have distinctly different phases in the way in which their life unfolds. The next thing that I would look at is what's your authority? And, and you know, authority is a really complicated concept in human design. Oh, manifesting generator. I make it simple. There's really only two things you need to look at. Are you spontaneous or do you need time for clarity? And your authority is going to tell you that. Okay. And, and that, that would be the next piece that I would look at because that's going to help you understand a lot about what's going to influence your decision. And then, okay. and then look at where are you taking energy in? That's called your openness. So it's anything that's white on the chart. You really want to pay attention to that because that's usually a place where we run into trouble because we're designed to interact with the world and interact with each other. And those places that we have open on the chart. So if you see my chart, you see I have like the center is white right here. That means that I'm emotionally open. So when I go out into the world, I feel everybody else's emotional energy. When you understand your openness, it starts to explain a lot about why you maybe have done some of the things you've done in your life or maybe why you have patterns that you have. People who have emotional openness, and that's half of us, we tend to be conflict avoidant. We tend to be super uber nice. We tend to do what everybody else wants to do because you just want everybody to be happy all the time. And then you give up what you need and want, and eventually you either get resentful or burned out because you didn't ask for what you wanted. So can you, uh, sorry for those listening, but I, the people that watch the video will be able to see, can you hold up your chart just one more time? If you don't mind, just, mm -hmm. just quickly. Okay. So it looks like you have one, two, three white spots. White. I do. <laughs> what do I do? White spots. White <laughs> spots. Okay. Um, on mine and no one can see mine cause it's on my computer screen, but I have one, my top triangle above my head is white. Does that, what does that mean? That means you're here to be inspired by the people around you. But it's also a pressure center. So that means that you're also under pressure all the time to try to figure things out. Oh, gosh, that's so true. <laughs> you can go, if you could start, this is your mantra. I'll know what I'll need to know when I need to know it. That's your new mantra. And if you can oh my gosh, that's weird. I need to say this because just today I get the, the notes from the universe, you know, and today it said, you'll know what you need to know when you need to know it and not a minute sooner. Whoa. Is this magic? <laughs> what the heck? This is so cool. I live for this stuff. Like, this is so awesome. Okay. That's cool. Um, but what about people that have a lot of white spots on their chart? Because I have about five. I think only four of mine have colors. So the more openness you have, yeah, you and this is not a hard and fast rule because there's okay. other things in the definition that can create this, but the more sensitive you tend to be to energy, oh. the more sensitive you are to the energy around you, the more likely it is that you may have experienced 
having your energy field hijacked by other people's energies. So you may not have as deep of a connection with who you are, or you may have felt like there's a greater struggle with you trying to figure out how to express who you are in the world because you're constantly being bombarded by other people's energies. Interesting. Mm. I'm, as you guys are saying this, I'm looking at mine, and I only have one one, one white spot. Open white spot, and the rest. Now, what does it do? Where does this course on? Like, is it in the? Sh- is it chakra corresponding? Is it? Uh, it does okay. correlate to the chakra. So the okay. head center is the crown. The the there's a triangle pointing down. That's the third eye. There's a throat. The heart chakra is actually two different centers. So for you, Kelsey, that mm-hmm. you have a defined G and the defined will, which is the two center center sections you have a completely open what's called will center, which means your greatest struggle is learning how to own your value and your power. And that for you, there's a tendency, maybe you're not doing this, but there's a tendency to undervalue yourself and to really feel the need to prove your value. And also looking at your chart, I totally get why your energy is inconsistent because you're, you have a lot of emotional energy. <laughs> yeah. So it varies from being me is like an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Basically. It's the best way I can describe it. <laughs> so, so I just, I want to just throw this out here because I think it's really fascinating and it's sort of relevant to the 2027 shift in 1782. The, the seven chakras split. So the heart chakra split and the solar plexus chakra split setting us up for the next cycle in our evolution and that that's really why there's nine centers in the human design system as opposed to seven because it's the the evolved expression of the chakra system interesting what signs should you look for to know if you're not really living into the energy that uh, of your human design so what are the signs does is it different for each type Uh, you know i i would say no okay i would say the the, the piece that I'm going to tell you is that if you're not living true to who you are, you're going to have pain in your life. It's really, really simple. In fact, I use this as an assessment tool in the, in the healing practice that I teach, that if somebody's in pain, the very first thing we look at is what kind of pain and how close are they to living aligned with who they are. If you're not living with, you know, if you're not expressing your true self in the world, you're going to experience pain because your soul in in conjunction with the relationship that it has with the universe. So both your soul and the universe are like, uh, hey, warning, warning, you're not doing your right job. And pain is that warning sign that says, oh, wait, I'm off course. And that pain, it's not necessarily physical pain. It can be physical pain, but it's also emotional pain. It's relationship pain. It's job pain. It, you know, anytime we feel uncomfortable in our present, in our experience, it's a sign that we're not living true to who we are. And uh, that's a pretty easy thing to assess. You know, if, if, you're, if there's something in your life that's giving you misery, that's a place to start exploring. Well, okay, where am I out of alignment with my true self? The challenge is that we're really beautifully trained to compromise on that pain piece. We have a lot of collective mythology that says, oh, well, nobody can be happy all the time. Or, you know, if you really want something, you're going to have to work really, really hard for it. And you're going to have to sacrifice. And you're going to have to grind and give up everything. We, I could sit here forever and spew cultural mythology around, you know, hard work and pain and suffering and why that's, there's characters and qualities about that that make us and more successful. Um, but the truth is pain is just a signal from your soul saying, wait, you're off track and we need to get you back in alignment. Mm, yeah, that's really powerful. 
human design or no human design, just for life. If you're in pain, that's where you should be looking to turn inward and listen. Okay, I have an interesting question. And I I don't know if it goes along with the last answer you gave, but um, you know, each each type has a has a author is it an authority chakra that's like or, or there's like a main sh- chakra, right? How would you describe that? No, it's actually each type does not have a main chakra per se. There's different configurations that create different types. Really, the oh, okay. difference between the types is how they access energy, and that that's going to be different by type. Okay, so when I say so, it's not type based. So when I say my inner authority is sacral, that's referring to the sacral chakra, correct? That's for you because you're a generator, and you probably have what's called open emotional definition. So, which 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 triangle is that? Because I'm pretty sure it's open. <laughs> that's the triangle over on the right hand side. So yes. Kelsey all has a sacral too. Yeah, fine, just like you, but she has an emotional solar plexus. So the way her sacral works is going to be influenced by her emotional energy. So it just it just depends on different configurations. Okay, and I remember reading something about I don't know if it's for manifesting generator or or just for me particularly, but Kelsey had it too with the throat. Um, is that a manifesting generator thing? Manifesting generators always have what's called a motorized throat, meaning okay. there are, in the center there are four of those centers that are motors, if you have any one of those four motors connecting to the throat. And a, a, it gets technical. Okay, just, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Not to get too technical. But yeah. my question is weird because I am a hypnotherapist. I talk to people literally for my livelihood This is using my voice. And um, I always have trouble with my throat. Now, I don't know if it's overuse, um, but I'm always losing my voice. Or maybe if it's something now that I'm aware of all this human design stuff, could it have something to do like a, a body syndrome or a psychosomatic thing with the human design chart? Do you have any idea about what I'm talking about? Yes. And there, there could, I would get, this is how I would assess this in this level because this is a superficial level. Yes. There are a couple things that I would look at for you. Number one, because you were t- you've told me you have a lot of openness it's possible that when you're working with your clients, you're actually taking in their stuff and that's causing you to have disruptions in your voice, especially if you're dealing with clients who maybe are struggling to find their voice or struggling. Oh, okay. Environment. Interesting. That would be the first thing. The second thing is it's a pain, right? So mm-hmm. the question I might have for you is have you reached your upper limit on your, in your professional life? And is there something else that you will need to be expanding into and that your voice is saying, I can't do this anymore. Like ready to evolve. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. So let's go to the flip side. So we talked a little bit about what happens when you're not living in alignment with your potential yeah. and with your type. But what happens when you really are in alignment with your human design? How does that help you? So, so I think I alluded to this earlier. There is a tractor beam of goodness that is that has your name on it. And the more you're living true to who you are, that tractor beam can come to you. When you're following your design, because the universe is infinitely abundant, in fact, we see that in the chart. And actually, when we look at the chart and we look at the highest potential for humanity, what we see is that as people, as humans, we're designed to love ourselves. 
We're designed to have power and control over our reality and what we create in our reality. We're designed to be the fullest expression of who we are because that is the contribution we're here to give to the world. It's not what you do, it's who you be. We're here to create our own personal narrative and from that personal narrative, craft a life that reflects that personal narrative. We're here to be completely supported by source. We're here to be completely vital. We're here to receive, not create, do, work, etc. We're here to receive all the support that we need to fulfill the purpose of who we are and we're here to share it with each other. When we are living true to who we are and we're living aligned with that human design, then that's the pathway to how life unfolds for you. You get love, you get power, you get authentic expression, you get control over your life, you get support from spirit and source, you get access to all the resources you need, you get access to vitality and energy, and you have more than enough to share. So, I mean, my simple answer would be, it's magic. <laughs> you can go with that. Get to become magical as fuck, basically, yeah. when you're yeah. living in alignment with your type, per se. Right. And exactly. everything that you said, uh, when you were saying it, I was getting goosebumps all over yeah. my whole body, which is always for me is like confirmation, which for a lot of people it is. Um, so thanks for sharing that. That was so awesome. So what can we do if we feel like, um, cause there was a, it was a two part question kind of like when we're not living into our human design potential or when we feel like we're out of that alignment, what can we do to figure out ways to get back in? Um, would the first step be to just do a dang chart and see where you stand? <laughs> oh, totally do your chart. But, but if you don't, I mean, for some reason you don't want to do your chart or anything, I, you know, the magic answer is, and it's so counterintuitive, get, just go sit on the couch and wait. Yeah. Go stop doing. Oh, that is the best stuff. advice. Because we, we get, we miss, we miss the bit, you know, again, we miss that tractor beam of goodness coming at us because we're so busy. Like, I gotta go do this. I gotta go do that. Yeah, we yeah. miss it. So be present. There's something really powerful about just giving yourself permission mm-hmm. to do nothing. Cause we mm-hmm. feel like that's a huge no, no to just sit totally. and, and do nothing and, totally. and allow yourself to, I don't know, people would say be lazy or be lethargic, but it's totally not. It's a, com- it's a commitment to yourself to give yourself the space to receive and allow whatever's coming to you, whether it be knowledge or clarity or just a, a re-energizing or refilling that cup that's been depleted. So I love that. Every time somebody tells me that, just go sit down. I'm like, really? Can I? <laughs> <laughs> well, the other reason why we don't do it is because we're afraid that we won't be supported. You know, like you don't associate sitting on the couch with having the money to pay yeah. your bills yeah. necessarily, even though what we are implying here is that if you rest a little bit more, you can get into alignment and you can have all the support that you need from the universe. Like it will come. And it's so funny because yesterday I was thinking about in this last year, since I moved to a new place, all the different creative ways that my friends have come into my life and how I would have never anticipated meeting them in those ways, but they were all different and beautiful and like perfectly divinely orchestrated. And I was like, how is there any part of me that doesn't trust my life when look at what's been happening? Like, look at how things come to you every time. It's like, this synchronistic miracle. And then five minutes later, we go back into our anxious mode and we're like, oh, but I don't know if the money's going to come. I don't know if the lover is going to come. I don't know if it's ever going to happen for me. Like it's always happening for you. Mm -hmm. Totally. Totally. So we've talked about a lot of stuff. Um, And I think, I think we've covered all the bases from somebody not in the human design world. Is there anything that we didn't cover that maybe you want to touch on before we wrap up? I just want to throw one last piece out here. Um, 
you know, we are, we are really on the cusp of a huge shift in consciousness. And, you know, part of that shift means you, you, if you're on the leading edge of that consciousness, and I think if you're watching the show, you're probably there. You're probably <laughs> here for that reason. You're probably here to serve as a midwife to usher in this new world, right? Mm -hmm. The world, the universe needs us to be in our right place. You know, you have three kids, Lindsay, I have eight. And, and dogs <laughs> and you know the the story You're a warrior that, woman <laughs> the story that always tells it puzzles in our house have like a really short lifespan you know you put a puzzle out the kids are by the way I only have one kid left at home now everybody else is grown but you know the, the the you put a puzzle out and the dog's gonna eat a piece you know somebody's gonna lose a piece I had this one kid manifesting generator he would get so frustrated with puzzles you know he would always always ripping off the little pieces and trying to jam them where they don't go right because he just didn't have the patience to do the puzzle you know that puzzle is only as beautiful as the sum total of its pieces you know if you don't have pieces missing or you've got some piece jammed into the wrong place with nubbins torn off of it you know it's gonna affect the entire piece of the puzzle humanity is like that puzzle and we're here right now at this crucial junction in the evolution of the world because we are creating the template to facilitate the most beautiful expression of the, of the puzzle possible. But if you're not in your right place, if you've jammed yourself into a place, a, a, a piece where, you know, as a piece where, where you don't belong, or if you've torn off parts of yourself to try to make yourself fit in a space that's not really yours, you might think, oh, well, it's just my life. It doesn't matter. But it matters. You're affecting the entire face of the puzzle. So really recognize that you being the fulfillment of the story of who you are is the most beautiful gift you can give the world. The world is what it is because each and every one of us is who we are. And if we're not being the fulfillment of who we are, we're affecting the entire face mm -hmm. of the planet. And it's, you know, I, this is a heavy word, but I really believe we have an obligation to fulfill the story that we're living in. And that, that fulfillment, of course, not only unleashes magic and it decreases pain and increases your vitality and gives you more meaning and all those really amazing things, it also helps the world evolve. And so being selfish enough to fulfill your story is actually the most unselfish thing you can do for the world. Oh yeah. What you're saying here is that by living your best life, you are contributing the most to the planet and to society. So for all those people out there that say that manifesting is selfish, yes, it is, but also it's not. You have to be that self-centered, well, yeah. not in a way that is detrimental to other people, but in a way where you fill up your cup so much that all it can do is to overflow. And mm -hmm. also I think like when we live in our authentic power and, and in our truth and we have really abundant, happy, fulfilling lives, we lead by example and give other people permission to do the same, yeah. you know? Totally. So totally. you living in your best life is not taking away from anyone. There's room no. for everyone. Totally. Totally. And, and, you influence the world by your frequency of energy. Yeah, it's not exactly. what you say, it's how you be. And as you said, you can be yourself and go through the grocery store and you're transforming the entire grocery store. Oh, love it. I just became the president of your fan club. Thank you so much. I want to get to, before we wrap, um, you have something for people, right? Like you have a freebie to give them? Well, you, 
you talked about get your chart. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'll tell you how you can get your chart as well as a really nice report so that when you're looking at this thing, you don't do like you were saying, Lizzie, you don't go, well, whatever. What Just like that? spirals in my eyes. <laughs> like, I need a nap. Yeah. So uh, we have a website. It's called freehumandesignchart.com. When you go there, you need your birthday, birth time, and birthplace. Uh, I don't need to know what room you were in when your mother gave birth to you. Just birthday, birth time, and the city. Uh, plug that information into our online program. It'll generate a chart for you, and then you'll get in your email inbox a series of reports that'll talk about your type and money, your type and relationships, your type and health, your type and coaching all those pieces that you need to really learn how to maximize the information that you get out of the chart. And uh, so we're going to put that link in the description, but what if for some people, like they don't know their birth time exactly, what would you say to them? If you don't know your birth time and you can take a stab at it, if you know like morning, afternoon or evening, try that. You know, the, if you don't know your, your exact birth time, I can't guarantee that it'll be accurate, but it's not a system that's as sensitive as say traditional astrology. So usually that at least gives us a good start. But if you really want to know your human design and you don't know your birth time, hire one of our human design specialists. They know how to rectify a chart. They can okay. ask you questions and look at how it changes to get clear on that. Perfect. I love it. Well, Karen, thank you so much for being here. Guys, everyone check her out, get her freebie, get the chart and just learn more about yourself. Who doesn't want that, right? Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Um, don't forget to subscribe if you're listening on demand. And uh, Kelsey, did you have some stuff you want to talk about before we go? Yes, please, a little housekeeping. So while we have you here, whatever place that you're listening on, if you guys can leave us a review, that's so helpful because then other people can find the show and we can just spread the love and the joy and all this fun information even further. Also, Lindsay and I love connecting with you guys on social. We're especially active on Instagram. So if you want to find us there, it's just our names. I'm at Kelsey Aida. She's at Lindsay Robinson. Uh, you can message us and we love to say hi back. And also, really exciting, we just created a Patreon, which means if you love this show, you can actually support it. And in return for your support, we give you extra bonus content, longer episodes, free stuff, shout outs on the show. So if you go to patreon.com slash high vibe, high vibe is all one word. Patreon is spelled P A T R eon.com slash high vibe then you can become like a super fan of the show and get all this cool stuff so definitely check it out and until next time we will see you guys later we love you thanks for hanging out with us thanks so much guys thanks karen thank you thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of high vibe in it be sure to join Lindsay robinson and kelsey aida for another great program next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We can't wait to have you join us again soon.